whenever we're ready. We were ready. We're already recording. Well, I mean, yeah. But I'm going to edit it out. <laughs> you can say whatever you want now. No one's going to know. Well, f*** him. You shouldn't edit it out. You should just leave it, you know, like a little window into the, the pre-show. Well, maybe I will now. Thank you very much. Yeah, but you got to f*** out again now if you do twice, so. <laughs> it's your call. <laughs> All right, anyway. Welcome to Podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Welcome to Podcast <laughs> No, I was literally breathing in to say that. You stole it from me. You took too long. Wow. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to do it anyway. I know. Welcome to Podcast 2187. See, I did it. I'm Tim. And this is Mark. <laughs> I know, I'm Mark. Oh, good. I'm We're Tim. Mark. Well, this is... Um, Keeping with tradition, this is also kind of our Thanksgiving episode. And Thanksgiving is coming up, of course, this week on Thursday for everybody here in the United States and kind of a big deal. So if you're wondering, you can go to wakemans.com slash holiday dash help slash Thanksgiving dash turkey dash dinner. And that's where I am right now. And the first option that says choose your turkey, you can choose from the organic grand champion. Grand Champion, Fresh Turkey, Frozen Turkey, Honey Brined Turkey Breast, and Seasoned Turkey Breast, and Homestyle Gravy in Oven Safe Packaging. Can I tell you a little story? Sure. Oh, there are guy, other options, too. I had a guy call me today at Walmart, and um, he's like, hi, do you guys sell, um, you know, already made Thanksgiving dinners? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he's like, do you know any place that would? And I'm in Idaho, and, and the first thing that pops in my head, though, is like, well, Wegmans. <laughs> I can't tell this guy in Idaho Wegmans. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I think maybe Whole Foods? I don't know. I mean, there's only one Whole Foods in Idaho. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, it, it was a shot, because if Wegmans does, it seems like something that, you know, Whole Foods would do. But, yeah, I want to tell the guy... Wegmans, but I just couldn't. Well, and and here um, they have a menu, and you can actually do a lot more than just these. But it has a list of the essentials, like the common ones to pick from, and you can click more for more options. But I'm not going to do that. So Thanksgiving sides, they have roasted butternut squash with, uh, I don't know, it cuts off uh, baby spinach and craisins. Oh, that's so. What? Is Wegmans uh, herb stuffing? Baby and... spinach and craisins. No. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's like, who, who came up with that? I, I don't know. It wasn't me. Seasoned green beans. Signature whipped craisins. potatoes. No, just green beans. Uh, signature whipped potatoes. Or sweet smashed potatoes. <sighs> Those are all options. They have appetizers, which include uh, shrimp platters. And cave ripened mild uh, triple cream cheese. What? I don't know. Uh, desserts, you know, they got their pumpkin pies, uh, all the kinds of pies. They're skipping over that. They got breads and rolls to choose from, Thanksgiving beverages. Um, they got Chardonnay here, a whole bunch of other things. Amber ale, fat tire, amber ale. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, well, anyway, a whole bunch of fantastic stuff for you guys to choose from. So there, that's a yearly. Uh, wait, where's the cranberry sauce? Yeah. They had that before. Yeah, Hold up. Sauce. 
I'm clicking see more Thanksgiving sides. There it is. Well, it says cranberry orange relish. Ew. And they got, if you click more, they got a bunch. They got like your uh, roasted Brussels sprouts. Uh, but, uh, what is that? Wow. I don't know. Anyway, we are actually not sponsored by Wegmans, believe it or not. Again, I repeat, this is just a tradition at this point. But we're good now. Okay. So, Star Wars stuff. Um, <laughs> we uh, we have a few different things that we're going to be discussing, um, including, of course, the newest episode of The Mandalorian, which we will be getting to in just a second. Because first, there are other news things, so we just kind of want to get those out of the way and you know have brought them to your attention, and then we can talk about the actual episode for the majority of what we're doing here today. Um, so, first off, I want to mention that the soundtracks for the first half of this season, chapters nine through 12 um, were released. I know I mentioned that previously that they were going to be released together. Um, and that has now happened. I think it was this past Friday. And um, so you can now listen to those again, the first half chapters nine through 12 uh, out now. And I'm assuming that we're going to get the second half also as one unit at the end of the season. That one, uh, uh, it's it's funny. I don't even know why I didn't pay much attention to it when I was watching the episode. But uh, the the marshal, yeah, um, when they they pretty much take the traditional sort of, I mean, they take the Mandalorian theme, but they really really westernize it. Yeah, uh, I love that. I think that's great. Yeah, I mean, and then obviously, obviously, we'll talk more about the soundtrack when we get to this episode, right? Yeah, uh, I was going to say, just as a whole, though, uh, it's not disappointing as far as I'm concerned. So, especially this season. Uh, last season one was good, but between the two, I'd say so far, probably like as a whole, I might like the season two music better. But season two's got a decent amount of, uh, I mean, the first one did too, but season two seems like re- he's really expanding the sound a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, definitely as far as like just, uh, th- there's a lot more electronica in it. Uh, yeah. or synth which you know I like so well he, like I said, he, he expanded it because that is true but there is also the moments that are orchestral in a way it seemed to be a little bit more expanded in their depth not their presence but the depth of the orchestral elements seemed to be a little more well and then you and I also talked about it I think in some way but um, we don't really know how he may have went orchestral because he didn't have a uh, an orchestra, you know. Even though they filmed yeah. shooting right before COVID, I don't know if he's able to get you know musician music musicians. What's a musician <laughs> musicians to play? I haven't even been drinking yeah. it. That's that's crazy. I love the fact you um, said yet. Oh, that reminds yeah. me. Oh, hold on. I always I always like to toast uh, the podcast. It, it's like my you know. I am dead tired. It's been a it's been a busy you know week of work and, and all that, and I'm just excited to be on the podcast. So for me, it's always like a celebration. Yeah. Um. So yeah, of course I'm gonna have a few. Well, I was gonna say that I almost forgot. I was gonna. So hold on. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm going to leave you alone for like thirty seconds because I have to go With to my myself? fridge. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the fridge to get something because I forgot to, and I'll have no idea what you're saying until I go back to edit this. So I'm trusting you here, but you'll have about 30 seconds unsupervised. 
Oh my god. And then I'll be back when I'm when I return with my beverage that I've Come crafted. on, seriously, why are you putting me on the spot like this? <laughs> I don't know, but hold on. Uh, if you want, you can talk about the solo soundtrack if you want. Okay, I'm out. So, solo soundtrack that also came out. Uh, it was same day as Mandalorian, which is kind of weird. Uh, but the expanded solo soundtrack came out, and honestly, upon I really enjoyed the actual soundtrack, uh, the one that was was released with the film. But this one, for some reason, has really hit me a lot harder. Um, I think it's a, a fantastic soundtrack. In you know, Kylo Ren's theme was always my favorite so far from the Disney era, but there is, and I'm not even sure what it would be considered, but there's a, a light motif or a little bit of music. Um, it starts, one of the first things you hear on the first track, uh, Meet Han, it's just a good, good repetitive theme. It almost sounds like a danger sort of, I know it's not a danger motif like Horner is a motif, but it, it sort of sounds foreboding. Probably one of the better better pieces of music that's come in this uh, in this era. And there's a lot of good music, so definitely something that I like. I leave you unsupervised, and that's the best you can eat. You don't, like, take advantage of that? No, I really do. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I obviously didn't hear the first part of that, but I will just throw in to the bottom of what you said there. Um, I have said before, and, and I maintain, not just in Star Wars, but in soundtracks as a whole for the past 10 years, one of the top five most underrated scores, I would say, is Solo. I think it's absolutely fantastic, and nobody remembers it. So it's great, and here we have an expanded one, which includes more. I haven't had a chance to listen to as much of it yet as I would like, but from what I've been told, the Darth Maul music, or Duel of the Fates, is in there. Sure is. Um, and the uh, the actual on-screen version of the Chicken in the Pot was in there, and a whole bunch yep. of cool stuff. So uh, check it out. Well, it's it's find, amazing. There's, uh, I forget what it is, but he... He pointed out which actual tracks were demos that was put out by Williams. So I'm trying to. I need to find that information. Maybe we can let our our listeners know what it is. But I, he, uh, he actually gave the track numbers for it. So nice. Yeah, I'm in a room with a bunch of stuff and I can't find anything. <laughs> um. Well, let me go because again, we're gonna we still have to talk about the episodes. Let me just run through a couple of the other news and updates things. Uh, first off, Jordan Mason at Cinelinks has an exclusive report that the Bad Batch series w- is going to feature Bo-Katan in it. Okay. Uh, so I am I'm, I'm double check. I'm just like skimming through real quick. I don't remember if it said in how much of a capacity, uh, like more of a cameo or an actual role. Um, let's see. Okay, so from what I can tell, it doesn't look like we know. Uh, <laughs> just that she's going to be in it. So we'll see what kind of role it is, I guess, the closer we get. But um, So I wanted to mention that. Uh, let's see. We're going to... I can go to these two parts here. Um, as far as future projects from Lucasfilm and Disney+, Plus, Star Wars stuff, uh, we got two things here, two updates. One is that the Obi-Wan TV series is currently actively working in the casting process. So they are still moving forward with that. It's still happening. Um, they do have a co-lead and three supporting roles 
that are up right now. And uh, so I, I saw a report from the Illuminerdy.com about this, and they go into a lot more details about like the 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 names of the roles, at least the temporary names, like we had uh, uh, Kira for Ray and all that kind of stuff. Those are listed there. Um, a couple of the people who have gotten callbacks for some of the roles are listed there as well. So if you like more details on that, you can go check out their article. Um, but I just wanted to bring it to your attention that they are definitely moving on with this series. It's not in limbo or anything like that. They are working on it, trying to cast for it now. And it won't be that long before, I think in the spring, they're going to start uh, the actual filming, I believe. So we're getting relatively close. Uh, similarly... Uh, there is another miniseries that we have a report about it getting the, some casting and the time period for the show, and that is the Boba Fett miniseries. So supposedly, this is, I believe, Star Wars News Net that has this report, that the headline says, the Boba Fett miniseries casts Jordan Bulger, and uh, who will be set between Return of the Jedi and The Mandalorian Season 2. So it would be leading up to The Mandalorian where we could possibly get the story of how he got out of the Sarlacc, or if not, um, what it, it, did he have his armor before this point in The Mandalorian? Has he not had it this whole time? I mean, maybe we'll get some of those questions answered uh, during the course of this miniseries, which seems well, they, to fit in with everything we've been talking about so far. The interesting thing about the miniseries is that you know, obviously, for a long time, for many, many years, uh, everyone who doesn't understand the appeal of Boba Fett has said that, oh, it's just a, it's just a costume. It's just a guy in a costume. You know, he ha he has no appeal other than he's a he's a cool costume. Well, so they're gonna potentially do a mini series about Boba Fett without the costume. Oh, right. Because if it takes place between, <laughs> if it takes place between. The end of Jedi when he loses it, and the beginning of Mandalorian or, or Mandalorian where he doesn't have it, then it's just basically Tamir Morrison, and that's not bad. That's not that's, at all. No, that's pretty interesting. I think, and and you know, obviously, I'm a big you know Boba Fett Boba Fett fanboy, but um, I think that would be something new that we haven't seen. You, you you then get a chance to sympathize or even not sympathize necessarily, but empathize or understand. Um, yeah, so they understand more. Yeah, the, the guy, you know, behind the mask, so. Which makes sense because, honestly, if you want to watch a show about a man whose face you can't see, right, right now that's The Mandalorian anyway. True, very true. So it makes sense that you would have a show about Boba Fett that's going along the same time as Mandalorian and Boba Fett's in Mandalorian. Maybe you just have Tamara Morrison do his acting, <laughs> you know? Not a bad idea. All right, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, so, so let's, let's talk potential spoilers for next episode real quick. Well, well this kind of, um, one thing I, I want to say first, because it kind of leads into that a little bit. Okay, go ahead. Um, recently, James Arnold Taylor was on Rebel Force Radio, and he seemed to confirm something maybe by accident. I'm not entirely sure. Um, he said that he was on set. He was getting a tour with Sam Witwer, and they saw a scene being shot with Gina Carano and, any guesses, Mark? Boba Fett. No, somebody who supposedly died in season one. IG whoever? Nope. 
Who died in season one? No, not not uh, little short Ugna guy. Nope. <laughs> no, Boba. <laughs> the first time we saw Boba Fett, we heard the Spurs. Oh, with the oh, really? Supposedly, he saw uh, yeah Ming Na Wen and Gina Carano filming a scene together. Okay. And again, I don't think he realized that he was kind of giving a leak by saying that he saw that. That's a pretty big leak. Yeah. So, I mean, again, we still don't even know what episode that's in. Uh, but in theory, it seems like she's going to be in the episode. And it kind of makes you wonder even more with the whole Boba Fett stuff. Because, again, it's like, okay. It does, uh, like if I guess it could be Cobb Vance still wearing the Boba Fett armor, bringing her back into it. Because he could still be in the show. But you still have that potential that it was Boba Fett in the Boba Fett armor we saw in season one with her, and he rescued her. We didn't see her. the armor, though. We didn't see the well, armor. Well, I mean, well, that's true. Just like what, what the cape and the spurs, or the cape and the boots, I mean. Yeah, it could be any cape, really. It could have actually been a, a, a sand person um, uh, outfit, so to speak. And the shoes, you know, just because he took off his armor doesn't mean he's taking off his shoes, too. Yeah, I mean, again, like with the Spurs and stuff, we were obviously meant to think it was him. Sure, sure. But, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. So it, was just, it was worthy of note. But, yeah, so I wanted to point that out there. The, the, thing about the, the thing about rumors right now, so, so you and I have talked about it before, and I talked to, uh, you know, friends uh, about it. And so talking about Carano and, and um, you know, Fennec Shand or whatever, um, there is a very real possibility or one of the things that, that I would like to see play out is perhaps the Mandalorian has his group and Boba Fett puts together his group. So we may see Bosk or IG-88 or, or Zuckus or Forlom or whatever. Dengar. Because I you never know. <laughs> because, you know, Boba Fett works with the Empire. And right now, the Empire is uh, basically Moff Gideon, at least as far as this show goes. So that would be sort of an interesting way for them to meet. Like, they hire him to get the child. Because obviously, you know, Moff Gideon still wants the child. See, that? I mean, I, I don't think it has to go that way because, I mean, Boba Fett could just as easily be hired by the New Republic to do something, too. Sure. But, but th that would, that, that's a plot line that would make sense. Right, and and that's something that that you know it was you know Ellie King's Drew that I was talking about with this, but suddenly you know you're the first person to say that they actually meet up, and it's like okay, well that would fit into that possibility. Yeah. So so along the same lines, you and I have talked about you know Obi Wan and Anakin and potential flashbacks and all that, and so you know just to just to recap, there were rumors that Hayden Christensen had signed on for. Obi-Wan series. Right. And, and the, also... same, the same rumors involved him and Ewan both hat wearing uh, Clone Wars era costumes. Right, right. So the thing is, well, they haven't even started casting Obi-Wan yet. So if they're wearing these costumes, what does that mean exactly? You know, then you've got, then you've got the, not even the rumor, but... You know, um, Ewan McGregor saying, yeah, I was on, I went to see 
them filming Mandalorian and they had my costume in there. Yay. And, and I put like, it on. <laughs> right. Why? Why would you do that? Just for the heck of it, you know? That's like Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. So it's, so it's, it's weird. So on the one hand, you're right. It doesn't make any sense. You're like I, there's no reason for you to have done that other than to like film something. But film something, at the same right? time, well, but at the same time, like why the crap would he say that if he actually did film something? Why would he just be like, yeah, I did that? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Maybe he thought he was telling something without telling the whole thing, you know? Sometimes people give away a lot without without... Um... He's, he's a veteran of the Star Wars secrecy stuff. I mean... He is. He is. Um, okay, so, let, so let's take that portion, right? Yeah. So the, the next thing you have that we talked about is you know, perhaps this is for a flashback uh, when you meet Ahsoka. Right. Right. So, so that would be pretty crazy. That would make so many people so happy, including me. <laughs> right. But, but here's the other thing that I think that you and I haven't talked about um, that would make this flashback so much more reality based on another rumor that we heard about, but we haven't discussed. Yeah. Rex. Yep. So so Rex supposedly being in it and having a scene with Ahsoka, I could seriously see them going, okay, since we already have him, we already have him playing Boba, let's have him play, he, he looks the same, let's have him play Rex in a flashback with Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, and Anakin. Yeah. Which would be an incredible which would be an incredible yeah. uh, moment if they did it. All four of them, you know, pretty much the, the leads from the Clone Wars. So it just seems like all these different bits and pieces that we got would make a heck of a lot more sense as a, uh, as a flashback. So I don't know. Could be amazing where, yeah, I'm like, it's one of those things where it's so epically cool. But I don't want to invest too much in it yet because, again, if this is something that I, I get excited about and it doesn't happen, I'm not going to be disappointed in this show with whatever they are going to do because it's going to be great, I'm sure. Uh, but I just don't want to build myself up for thinking how great this is going to be and then not have it happen, you know? Right. Like, that would be so cool, <laughs> to, to put it lightly. Yeah, it would be pretty amazing. Yeah. So... At the same time, it's kind of cool to realize that it is a possible point. I mean, like you said, the pieces are there. Uh, obviously, Timur Morrison was on set filming because we've already seen him as just a different character. We know Ahsoka's coming up based off of the show itself. Uh, we know, factually, Ewan McGregor said he was on the set in costume at for, for The Mandalorian. The only missing piece here is Hayden Christensen, but like you said... Um, even that's only half of a missing piece because he's su supposedly involved with what they thought was the Obi-Wan series with Clone Wars era armor. So again, it's, it kind of makes sense. Like you were saying, that's a little early for something that they're casting for now and they're not going to start filming until uh, the spring. And this report was several months ago. Yep. So it would make sense if that it all pieces together to be something for the Mandalorian this season. But we'll see. <laughs> It'll be good. It would be. I'll say that. But uh, speaking of what we do actually have, though, 
which is chapter 12, uh, The Siege, that we just saw last uh, this past weekend. A lot of people, from what I've found, because I, I, I tend to, after I watch the episode, just kind of look around in various areas of the community online, whether that's Twitter, YouTube, uh, you know, all these different places where people talk about Star Wars stuff and, and just kind of get a reaction of what people were expecting, what they thought of what they got, all this kind of stuff. A lot of people were expecting, even after starting this episode, that they thought it would be a filler just between Bo-Katan and Ahsoka. And I can understand why you would think that, but at the same time, I feel like we had this discussion on the previous episode, but I don't think we're really going to have any fillers, really, this season. Because even everything with like the frog lady and the spiders that episode, it, it in one way, it kind of felt like a, a filler in that it didn't directly advance the plot, but at the same time, it did. It just took an episode that they took a little bit of a, of a side route to it, but it did advance the plot with uh where why they're going where they're going you know they had to have some reason to come across these people to come across book and all that so it all makes sense it's not a genuine filler and so anyway people were expecting this one to be another filler and then it very much turned out to not be and it very uh, much turned out to be kind of essential (laughs) to the plot by the time it was done Um, not just not just this plot it seems to be essential to the saga. Yeah, like the the actual main films as well. Yeah, like like it's not just it's not just essential to to Mandalorian. It's essential to everything. Yeah. So, and obviously, if you're listening to this, you should have seen it by now. So we should just talk about it. Um, the scene where they were going into what they thought was an imperial, like an old, almost abandoned imperial base, turned out it was the lab. And are we? Because as always, Mark and I haven't really talked about it. So are we on the same nope. page that that was Snoke or like Snoke clones? Yeah, or like early Snoke clones. Yeah, Snow, yeah, Snoke clones. <laughs> 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 that's stupid <laughs> wow I, I don't know how I didn't even think about that until you said that well, that's the way you said it made me think of it <laughs> so uh, um, snow clones snow clones snow clones uh, yeah I, I mean you know I, the other thing is, is that clearly the music is Palpatine's uh, yeah, when you well, uh, well, I'll say it's more. It will, it, I've seen people refer to it being either the opera scene for Palpatine or just Snoke's music. Period from the sequel trilogy. Well, Snoke's music, excuse me, it's very Snoke's similar. From, yes, Snoke's music from the sequel trilogy is almost meant to evoke. I don't know if it was intended at the time, but it's meant to evoke Palpatine in general, anyways. Right. So, it, so you can easily see how the same thing more so you never know how much the composers are aware of for the overall picture when they make some decisions sometimes so like for example with this it could be big if we knew which one he was like if he was intending it to be a palpatine music and guide you more toward palpatine than uh that Look, the the uh, here's, Craig just Craig, here's left, the thing. Way. What happened? Craig just left, and he's gonna be making noise, but we we should be fine. Okay. 
the thing is, is is that this is clearly intended to let us know that there's clones. And the last clone that we saw with this type of music was Palpatine. But Palpatine is, in my opinion, it's designed to let you know that this is Palpatine or this is the, you know, the male choir that you hear obviously is reminiscent of Palpatine. So I think it's pretty intentional. You know, and, and if Gorenson, you know, the composer hadn't ever used any sort of reference before, right? then I think that maybe it wasn't intentional. But he's clearly, like you said, you know, using the uh, uh, resistance themes. Right. So to assume that he wouldn't be, you know, quoting... William's music, I, I think he is, obviously. So do you think what we saw, because I've seen this discussion, do you think it was attempts at a Palpatine clone or yes. attempts at Snoke? Because we saw in The Rise of Skywalker when uh, Kylo was first made it to uh, Palpatine's area, there were those Snoke clones, like the more developed in, to the side in that same scene. So... Well, the- but the thing is, though, is is that we don't even know what Snoke really is yet. We do know that Palpatine controlled him. We do know that he was a clone. Right. Uh, was the thing, was the plan that they're trying to make a powerful body for Palpatine to inhabit, and we, we get Snoke. Deformed, you know, but Snoke's well known uh, in the sequel trilogy. You know, Leia knows who he is. Yeah, well, but the thing is, too, I saw an enhanced uh, image of that scene where they showed him, and you could, I think you could clearly see the scar on Snoke's head on the clone in the show. Yeah, I think they're trying to, I think they're trying to do, to obviously clone Snoke, uh, but everything cloning Snoke has to do with Palpatine anyway. Yeah, like it's for Palpatine's purpose, uh, right. it seems. And, of course, the, the whole plot point from the hologram, too, which is something that we talked about um, in season one, and after we saw the Rise of Skywalker two about how the two could connect together, it seems like they're going that exact route because uh, it basically seems like Gideon and the Empire slash New Era First Order, I guess, or, or you know, um, are trying to get Baby Yoda for his midichlorian count blood. It seems, yeah. and use that to help create or enhance or somehow make a a. a powerfully force sensitive being most likely for the for palpatine to uh possess essentially like he tried to do with ray in the movie but like an artificial one he could just create to jump into <laughs> you know so they just kind of scratched the surface of it with this episode um we'll see where it goes and how it develops but it's starting to give us a taste again of what all is going on why it's happening we had our suspicions anyway, but it's nice to have it on screen and just to see that this is the direction that they're taking and to know that this is consequential to, um, like you said, to the overall story that we've gotten so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying that uh, they're just plugging little things in, you know. It's it's little things that I didn't know that I needed or wanted, but I'm glad that I'm getting. Yeah. How, how did you think the episode was directed, by the way? Uh, Carl Weathers. I thought direct. it was really good, actually. Um, it was a so it was one of those situations to where it was very bright in some cases, but I think that was supposed to be the point that yeah. this is how Navarro looks now. It's been turned around. Right. Um, I honestly did not expect to like this episode as much as I did. It was one of those ones I was like, okay, I did think it was going to be filler, 
early spiller as far as you know not consequential in moving the plot that much yeah but it was and action was amazing and i start to have a little bit better understanding of uh i mean i don't fully know how the empire is still around but you do finally feel that they're a real threat right and 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 you do sort of the other thing that they did is that is that the empire is just not this sort of you know beat down dirty uh group that's still around they've got nice ships they've got an organization and so yeah. it's very easy to see how this could become the first order right you know and they did mention before that that this would sort of so uh, i think favreau said years ago that this would show the beginning of the first order and now you're actually seeing it yeah i do remember that happening i think it was yeah before season one started right right but we didn't get much of that in season one yeah no i thought and again, as far as the direction goes i did think he did a good job uh, for sure um like said, the things that you pointed out may have been intentional and i think would make sense for the just the different setting and like the, just the, to show the the difference in their society at that time um i saw a, a decent amount of i don't know you know the percentage or anything again i look into just some response some people weren't as happy with the action scene as some people thought it was great um and some people thought it felt a little clunky uh and i saw both of those i'm not you know trying to be critical um but i i thought it was fine i i think it's a little I mean, everybody has their opinions, but I just feel like it's a little picky to be saying that the action scene was clunky and therefore like it's like a problem. Like I, I thought the episode was directed well and was fine. I'd, be, I'd love to see him do future episodes. What action scene was clunky? I don't know. I just again, I, just, I read where people say I thought the action sequences felt clunky and things to that effect. Um, I, I guess um, like the shootout or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's possible. I could see how you, you know you watch. Sometimes you you pay more attention, you know, to how people move and react. Um, you know, like like I think if I have to be critical, I thought Gina Carano was fantastic in the opening of the movie when she was sort of taking down the uh, what was it the the walrus men uh, yeah. <laughs> clan. You know, and she was showing off some of her wrestling moves, but in the Star Wars universe, right. I thought she was amazing. But then when you see her running down hallways or whatever and shooting, sure, she didn't look as polished, in my opinion. And I don't know if that's mm -hmm. the staging, the lighting, the directing, you know, because when you watch some of those behind the scenes of the early Star Wars, uh, you know, Star Wars A New Hope with uh, with George Lucas, and you see them running around in the hallways of the Death Star, they look they look clunky to me. Yeah, yeah. And and so what makes it is the pacing, the editing, the the camera angles. So it could have been his issue. It could have been her issue. It, you know, I'm not entirely sure, but it doesn't ruin the movie for me, or the show for me at all. Exactly. There's so much good stuff in this episode. There's yeah. so many things. You know, I would say one of the other biggest things for me that I've always loved has been speeder bikes. Right. And and so any chance to see speeder bikes, okay, great. I'm in. <laughs> that was yeah, that was great. Yeah, it was. 
Sometimes I, I I usually edit this out. Sometimes I just wait and see how long it takes just to make it awkward for fun. Well, some, and sometimes I realize I've been talking too long, so let me let you speak. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I'm probably gonna cut that out anyway. Um, yeah, and it, it was really fun to see the speeder bikes and and the scout troopers on that, and um, just like you said, the overall imperial presence is pretty cool. I this is what five years after Return of the Jedi, is that right? I thought they said we're seven years into it now, but it's some okay. So between five to eight years is what I've been going with before. So we'll we'll just stick with that. Um, I don't. I obviously don't know how long the show is going to go on for, but you can see slight transitions to the first order, like you've said. Even with like the, the they reference the new era, and you can see with their the imperial costume, like the imperial officer costumes, they seem to be slightly trending toward the familiar First Order kind of look a little bit. Hints here and there. No, that's possible. It, well, I'm thinking it'd be kind of cool if, I mean, maybe too soon, but it would be kind of cool if we saw some sort of uh, Stormtrooper shifts a little bit. Just like, I don't know how, but some sort of designs to start the transition into First Order Stormtrooper looks. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. You know, the other other thing that that I've talked about with people is that we could possibly see Sith Acolytes. You know, you you can see a ton of stuff. These guys are obviously out there somewhere. They've already pulled from Aftermath for Cobb Vance. Well, there was a whole, like, you know, group of Sith worshippers in that that were searching for, I don't know, one of Darth Vader's lightsabers or something. We could get a lot of stuff like that. You know... Again, we're in such a cool position with this show. That's what we said last week, where it kind of is stitching together all these various aspects. Movies, Clone Wars, it's its own show. Other aspects, like with the Crate Dragon Pearl that came from a, a game, you know, like there's just tying together all these different aspects. And it seems like it's central Star Wars right now. And it's really cool. They can put in almost whatever they want and, and it'll work. Yeah, it's been. It... It's really shocking me how how good everything's working. Like I knew I'd like the Mandalorian just based on it because it's you know, an offshoot of Boba Fett, but I didn't know I'd like it this much. Well, because we didn't know just how much of a Star Wars, uh, uh, we we didn't know where it would fit in the Star Wars world, like how close it would be to what we already knew. It could be they could have taken a direction where we knew nothing familiar in the series and like everything was new and obviously they didn't i mean they've done enough of it where it is establishing its own storyline and its own era with its own characters and it has its own fingerprint absolutely um but you can tell that the fingerprint's still within the family that we know no i i completely agree which yeah it's great (laughs) it's awesome um okay so as far as things Coming up, we have kind of, I want to say, like, the big episode is the next one, right? It is directed by Dave Filoni. We usually have been getting the titles of the episodes and then a sentence synopsis. As of now, I still haven't seen any synopsis for it yet, but I have seen the title, supposedly. I I do want to say I love the titles so far. Everything is the something, like the noun. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we have like the heiress, 
the passenger, the seats, you know, we have all this kind of stuff. It's not too surprising to anybody, but it's still awesome to hear. I love it. The title of episode 13 is supposedly The Jedi, which is just cool knowing Ahsoka's in it. And uh, at first they were saying the episode would be about 57 minutes. I saw a new report saying that it may actually end up being about 45 or so, which to me, that's still great. That's still the longest one, (laughs) I think, or one of the longest ones we've had. Um, So that's still great. works for me. Uh, but that, that's that's where we're at with it. Um, I don't know how many episodes Ahsoka's in, if it's this one and done, if she's in it the rest of the year. Um, I don't know what is going to be happening with what we were talking about before with the potentials for Ewan and Hayden to show up in this or not. Maybe something else. I don't know, but it's all cool and exciting. Um, one thing I did want to ask you about real quick, because I have a pretty solid opinion on this, but we'll see. Um, I've seen a good amount of people saying that they think the speculation that they know what the cliffhanger is going to be for this season. They seem to think that Ahsoka will be in multiple episodes for the rest of the year. Not necessarily all of them, but she's not just going to be in this one episode. And they feel like they're going to communicate that, you know, look, I'm not a Jedi anymore. And so like the child can't be the one who goes to me. Um, they may even have a connection, like uh, uh, Din and Ahsoka may have a connection about like not thinking that like their orders were what they thought they were. You know, Ahsoka having her kind of falling out with the Jedi Order, she'll have to explain that to him so so she can tell him I'm not a Jedi. And then he may feel the same with the Children of the Watch versus normal Mandalorians. He's going through that now, kind of becoming disenfranchised with what he thought was going on. So they can kind of have that conversation, but then at the end of the day, he's still got to get this child to an actual Jedi. And some people are speculating that the cliffhanger is that she um, basically tries to guide him to the Jedi. She knows we've talked about this before and it's Luke, right? Um, they have various, how they think they want to do it. Like you can do it without even showing him. You can just have her talking to a hologram and like the hologram is in the foreground and you just see his lightsaber hanging off his hip. And that's all you can see. And she says something about like Master Skywalker and it goes out or whatever. I think that's really cool. Personally, I I just I don't see that happening because as of right now, they have spent so much about the conclusion of the Skywalker saga that I don't think less than a year from that movie coming out, they're going to reintroduce Luke on screen to the Mandalorian. Um I would disagree with that. I don't necessarily think we're going to see Luke Skywalker in it, but Luke Luke Skywalker's backstory continues to be fleshed out in comic books. Um, Not so much books right now, uh, because it seems like books are shying away from the saga, so to speak. That They're doing their own thing, especially with now the the High Republic coming. But comic books are still publishing things that, you know, uh, they're still well, publishing Darth Vader. They're still publishing yeah. Luke Skywalker. And, and, well, I don't think so, they're done. Uh, I don't think they're done with the character, but I just I feel like right now the Mandalorian is the first thing that they've done in Star Wars as far as live action, you know, cinema type of thing that is not focused around a Skywalker. It's the first thing that they've done, and I feel like they're trying to establish: look, we can do Star Wars without a Skywalker on screen, and uh, I just feel like it's a little too soon for them to immediately take this right back to Luke. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'd be okay with it. I mean, for obvious reasons, but I just don't, 
think that's the direction that they would go. Um, at this point, we all we you know Star Wars is, is a small universe anyway, so you know he's already met somebody who's he's already met Boba Fett or been around Boba Fett who's come into contact with Luke Skywalker. He's already met um, Yoda who is a a clone potentially of I mean he's met the child is a clone of Yoda Luke Skywalker's master so to speak. They they go to Tatooine where where Luke was born. Um, he's going to run into Ahsoka, who was the Padawan of Luke's father. Having having a, a you know, Luke Skywalker show up in some form wouldn't necessarily be out of the out of the ordinary for this show. They've already they're already dipping into in and out of the Skywalker storyline. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think the reason that they're doing that isn't intentional because they want to do that. I think it's because they're using characters we already know and love. And they only exist in the Skywalker storyline. Because that's all we've seen. So if they're going to pull characters from other sources, they have to somehow be tied to the Skywalkers, or else we wouldn't know that they exist. That's true. So like, I, I get it, it wouldn't be the hardest thing to do for those reasons, but I just, I don't know. As of right now, I'm not thinking that that's the direction that they're going to go. Um, I just want to kind of put that out there, because I have seen a decent amount of conversation of people starting to think that that's how it's going to go and it may um but i don't know i'm just i'm not quite sold on it yet and i would caution people before getting too excited or too hyped about that speculation uh let's see oh okay i'm seeing now where apparently yes it's going to be from another source saying it's going to be about 48 minutes or so so yeah somewhere between the 45 and 55 range, it seems. So I'll, I'll take that, you know? I'll take a, an almost hour-long Dave Filoni Ahsoka episode of Mandalorian. <laughs> now, I would be really annoyed if she shows up for the first time at the 40-minute mark. I don't think that's going to happen, but it would annoy me. Oh, it might happen. It I mean, but... Uh, <laughs> She, well, no, no. Oh, duh. I'm like, here's another thing we didn't even talk about yet. The Dark Troopers. Yeah. At the end of this episode. Um, the thing that I think is coolest about this is they have just set up a scenario where we once again get to see Ahsoka absolutely annihilate and dismantle a group of droids. <laughs> That's true. But live action, I mean, I think that's going to be great. I, it, it's a wonderful situation to be in where one of the biggest questions I have going into this week's episode of The Mandalorian is, is she going to have one or two lightsabers? Like, it's got to be two, right? I don't know what, she has a staff at the end of the other thing. But like, it's got to be two. I mean, it's Ahsoka, it's live action for the first time. She's going to, again, just like annihilate a group of droids, we would think, because they're, they're tracking him on his way to Ahsoka. I mean, you gotta give her two lightsabers to just go ham on them. Come on, you have to. <laughs> and then, okay, can you, can you define can you define ham? Um, no. For our, our no? <laughs> um, but do you think we get a Moff Gideon versus Ahsoka dark saber versus lightsaber battle? No. Nope. And if we no nope. no nope. you don't I do not no. Because to me, that would not be really a fair fight. <laughs> Wouldn't be at all a fair fight. So, or even, 
or even uh, um, you know the idea that Mandalorian if Ahsoka wants to take away um, the child from the Mandalorian there's nothing he can do about it I, I think it's dangerous to start putting him too far into a world where he's out of his out of his class you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Same thing with Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon is an excellent villain within these parameters. Yeah. But he's he's no match for for a Jedi. You know, which is kind of like it was it was cool to see Darth Maul show up in Solo, but you doubt that they could ever coexist in a story because Darth Maul could wipe the floor with him easily. You know, I think the only way that we could, because I'm just trying to think of how it could happen, that we could see Gideon Darksaber fighting Ahsoka is if it, he, he tries to fight her at the same time that the Dark Troopers attack. Like, it's just all at once. Because then she would have to divert half fighting him and half fighting the droids, which would increase his uh, chances, essentially. I mean, I think it's not, not going to work out, but I think that's the only way they could do it. Otherwise, it can't be him. He, she'd ha- if we get a Darksaber versus Lightsaber fight, it would have to be somebody else holding it, and I don't even know who at this point. I think we're just going to get um, um, Gideon versus Bo-Katan, to be honest. <laughs> hey, I'd be down for that. But what that's, it, okay. that's the one I see. How, how do you think... Do uh, what does Bo-Katan use to fight him? Gun. Okay. I mean, that'd be cool. Don't. What do you think of? <laughs> well, I'm like, because I, I don't think she would try to, like, borrow a lightsaber from Ahsoka or anything. I don't really see that working out that way. Um, yeah, you're real. I mean, I don't know. It's it's on the one hand, it's kind of fun to think about this stuff yet because we don't know how it's going to happen yet. At the same time, um, they haven't even we haven't even seen her on screen yet, so we don't even know what direction they're going to take. We don't even know if she'll be in chapter fourteen or not. I mean, we may have an idea by the end of this episode on this coming uh, Friday. The way it ends, it may be an indication to us if she's going to continue being involved or not. Um. Which I guess we'll, we'll use that as kind of like a, a last thought part. Uh, what do you think the chances are, the odds are, of her coming back this season versus this being her one-and-done episode? For, yeah, for I, this year. I think, I think this is her one-and-done episode for this year. Okay. That's, that's my thought. Because, again, she is too powerful otherwise. Yeah. You know, you know if... If she does go up against Boba Fett, she wins. If she does go up against Moff Gideon, I assume she wins for the most part. You need to have somebody more in in um, you know, the Mandalorian's weight class, so to speak. Yeah, I think he's grounded in sort of this more natural world, and and. Baby Yoda is the exception to that, not the, not the rule. So, I mean, and... I'm curious how. I'm curious why Ahsoka wouldn't even bother taking him. She might. She might. She might. Take him. She might. But I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure how it's going to play out, to be honest. Well, and that's another thought, too, because, I mean, up to now, the entire plot has been Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, like, protecting him or getting him out of the or whatever. So if Ahsoka does take him this week, that's kind of a major plot shift in this series. <clears throat> oh, yeah. But, I mean, we've talked about maybe they start going the Mandalorian route and the... And the the dynasty and all that and yeah and the big war for the planet um, actually going to Mandalore at some point maybe yeah and even mentioned that that if somebody likened it to Game of Thrones how it's going to be all sort of political machinations is that what it is um but again how does that involve Baby Yoda then or or the child or whatever I'm. I, I think he's actually better this season than he was the first season, and I enjoyed him the first season. Yeah, but I don't well, know. He, his whole point is his whole his whole reasoning is I have to bring this to its people, and to him, its people are the Jedi. And right. so it's kind of lame if he takes it to Ahsoka, a major Jedi in the past, and she goes, "I'm not a Jedi. I got to find somebody else," and that's it. Hey, that's what I said last week. Like she takes Baby Yoda and holds him and just tosses him over her shoulder like Luke. <laughs> right, but but so then what? What's the point of the story after this? If he gets, he accomplishes his mission. He takes her there. He takes Baby Yoda there, and and she says, uh, "Go to Luke instead." That's the only other option that you can think of, right? Or here, here's this random Jedi who Luke's training. You can have him. That's sort of anticlimactic. So where does where does the story progress from here? Because he will have accomplished his mission. Now, does she want to take him? Why would she leave him with the Mandalorian? I don't really know. I do feel like I, I I'm debating if I even want to bring this up. I will just to because I I like to address as much conversation out the, as I've seen out there as we can. Um, I want to preface this by saying I highly doubt that this is going to be the case and that we're going to see this in the show. Um, some people have suggested that we may see Ahsoka die in The Mandalorian and that maybe it's even her blood that they use for Midichlorian count for the Snoke Palpatine stuff if they can't use the child. Is this you writing fan fiction again? Uh, p- please, if I was if I'm writing fan fiction, it would be an entirely different story from that. Like yeah, no, new. Like I said, I I am highly against it. Like I, said, I almost didn't want to bring it up, but I'm highly against this idea just on a personal level because I think that sucks. But B, um, it would be such a bad idea, such a bad idea, and like there's I don't see how. John Favreau and Dave Filoni would just be okay with the hype and excitement that's around bringing her to live action after all this time. It seems like we're opening up a new chapter in one of the fan favorite characters in all of Star Wars, and then they go, psych, she's dead and used for the ultimate villain in the movies. Like, that, no. I I don't see I, I, I put way too much credit in John Favreau and Dave Filoni to actually do that. Oh yeah, like I don't think they'd do it either. That w- that would be a horrible move, first off, and I don't think that they would do it. 
And if anybody has seen that, I would put zero stock in that personally. Or um, if you haven't seen that, just be aware that the conversation is out there and try to avoid it because I think it's a waste of time. But we're going to be backtracking on the potential. Uh, I mean, about the idea that that she's dead. You know, because so all the people that From you hear, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, it, it, all the people that you hear are dead, and they're like, "Well, she may not be dead." Okay, but and then you want to make her live forever. I don't see, uh, I don't see Mandalorian being where she's introduced and dies in the same episode. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Order but... Order sixty six couldn't even kill her. Who's gonna kill exactly, her? Exactly, exactly. Um. And you know that that is one other thing I I want to ask you. I guess is another final. I have had like three final thoughts. Um, Rex, you mentioned him before. I know we did have reports that Rex may be in this season, and then once we got it confirmed that Timura Morrison would be playing Boba Fett in this season, I think a lot of people assumed, okay, it's most likely he was just playing Boba Fett, and we're not going to actually see Rex. People just you know saw him involved and thought, hey, it could be Rex because they knew Ahsoka would be involved. Yes, and. I think that could be. I honestly don't know where I fall on if I expect him to show up or not this season. I, I really there were, don't know. There were people who insisted that Tamir Morrison was not only playing Boba Fett in the show. Yeah, they said he was doing both, which is right. True. And again, it makes more sense in a flashback. Okay, I'll just I'll say it now. Because again, I'm not I'm not sure yet. Because I could see I could see that type of scenario happening, where for whatever reason people thought he would be Rex, and then it turns out, but whatever, I could see that. But I will I will put it out there now that if we, especially if it's this week, but if we do get a live action same sequence on screen, Ahsoka, Rex, Anakin, and Obi Wan, um. You may actually, you're in Idaho right now. You may hear like shouts of joy from me on the other side of the nation. Oh, I probably will. <laughs> and a bunch of people too. But, well, okay, how much of a flashback is it though? Because do we still have Rosario Dawson playing a younger Ahsoka in a flashback? Or... Yes, I don't, think, I don't think it would necessarily show um, them up close. You know, it may show them talking. It would be crazy if you see. What's the name? Hidden Christensen say Snips. But at the same time, I don't know. You know, the only other possibility that I had come up with originally was that perhaps when uh, the Mandalorian meets Ahsoka, Ahsoka's with Rex. Right. And and so obviously he sees Rex. But he'd be now, pretty old. Well, he would be older, sure. And this is where my theory kind of breaks down. <laughs> but that may be the door for Boba Fett to get the Mandalorian's um, guard down. Oh, well. Like he, come, he comes to him and he's like, oh, yeah, I, I, you know, I know you. You're with Ahsoka, the person I try to get the baby to. And before you know it, True. Boba Fett and his gang have either the Mandalorian uh, outgunned or surrounded or whatever. So, I mean, that that was my first thought on, on the possibility of what he could be. That's fair. You could do that. That would work. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we have a month left. Um, 
I have to work the day after Thanksgiving. Um, and I will be up early watching it wherever <laughs> I have to because I know this is going to get spoiled. Oh, very quickly, I'm sure. Super quick. So, yeah, I, I need to I need to take care of it and then watch it, you know, on the bigger screen later. <laughs> uh, it's going to be fun, though. Like, I'm, you know, th- the first ever footage we got for the new Star Wars era was in... It was Black Friday 2014, right? With the first teaser trailer for Force Awakens? Oh, I think so. I'm pretty sure it was. So No, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was the day after Thanksgiving. And it was 2014. Yeah, it was 2014. Yeah. Well, we'll go with it. Um, so, it's, yeah, yeah. So, not to the date, but, you know, with it being the day after Thanksgiving, six years difference. But imagine going from the first teaser trailer for a new Star Wars movie to a confirmed Ahsoka Tano live action in a Star Wars TV show. That's amazing. And and, on, and, one, and one other thing, it's really smart, I think, of them to be incorporating Clone Wars into this series, whether even if it's just Bo-Katan and Ahsoka, even still, I think that's really, really smart because if you look at the numbers, the Mandalorian had set the record for the most watched uh, streaming original show. It beat Stranger Things and all that. The Mandalorian set that record. And then comes Clone Wars and it almost, uh, I think it, the record that Mandalorian had set. So it is an absolutely massive show with huge appeal across the world, obviously. So incorporate. I'm not saying that you have to like leech off. I mean, Mandalorian stood on its own two feet. It was first place over everything else. But it makes sense to kind of merge a little bit your top two shows for streaming services of all time. You know, have a little bit of crossover. That makes sense. I think it's a smart business move and a smart storytelling move at the same time. So we'll see what it is. Again, we know it's at least those two. We know at least those two characters are in it already. We'll see if anything else pops up or not. I don't know. I hope so, but we'll see. Uh, so, I, okay, I think we're about good, though. Is there anything else you wanted to uh, discuss or bring up or mention or thoughts or anything? No, no, it's all good. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I do wish you luck this coming week. I know it's not going to be the... I mean, it would be better than other years, I guess, with, with coronavirus restrictions. It would be, I think, a little better for employees, but I uh, hope it's not too horrible cut this week. Do you, do you expect it to be bad? Work wise? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, I really do. Okay. It's, well, already, it's already horrible. Really? Yeah, it's bad. It's it's been it's been a horrible it's been a horrible uh, week. Uh, well, I mean, hopefully and there's right. a there's a lady Tim who has come in for I don't know a week. Who wants cheese with? <laughs> and, and I don't know why we don't have it. It's brought in by a vendor. So Nabisco stocks their own products, right? They bring it uh-huh. in. And they don't have cheese with. And she looked at me the other day, like, she did this weird shrug and looked at me and shook her head like, 
And I'm like, oh, you know what? It's a... Ah, man, I really want to curse. <laughs> uh, either way, I just want to tell you, you know, get your head out of your uh, get your head out of your ass. <laughs> We're in the middle of a pandemic. There's there's worse things in the world than not having cheese whiz. You, you know, but she's come back for it multiple times. And it's not like we're the only store in the world. <laughs> Go someplace else. You know what? Let me look at it. Like, is that one stuff she's in? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> she's stupid people. Oh my God. She's with. There it is. Wait, <laughs> she wants in a candy. There you go. You can get rich crackers and cheese whiz together. Thirteen bucks. But here's the question: Is it going to be as fresh or as good quality? I don't know. And here's the weird one: They're actually selling Walmart cheese whiz on on Amazon. On Amazon. What? Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. It's sold by some somebody called M. SC Global, you know how Walmart, uh, Amazon does that? But it's great value cheese whiz. But it's called Cheese Wow. <laughs> wow! If they really wanted it, she can get it. Or she can get uh, some weird brand. I don't know. Cheddar Delish. Turn my stomach right now. Easy Cheese. That's the other one, too. Either way, lady, find something else to do. <laughs> Well, look, again, I repeat, I hope it goes relatively smoothly the rest Thank of this you. week. Hopefully, Cheese Lady doesn't show up on Friday. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, too. So, But even if she does, that's okay. Because even if Cheese Lady shows up on Friday, Friday is still a fan-freaking-tastic day. Because at a bare minimum, if absolutely nothing else, we're finally going to see a live-action Ahsoka Tano on TV. You think? What if you don't? Then I'm going to throw my computer out a window. Because there, there's so many possibilities that lots of people are wrong. I mean, normally I'd say yes. However, not only do we know that he is directly heading to try to find Ahsoka based off what Bo Katan said. Oh, that's not, true. I forgot not, about that. Never mind. Well, Mike, not only did he, we already have a pit stop with Navarro, but. Dave Filoni directing this up. I mean, like, it's basically it's called the Jedi. Like, <laughs> you know, the other funny thing too that I thought about is that they did some they did some serious um, what is it uh, boosting? You know, armoring up in this episode. So not only does he get the um, Razor Crest back in like top shape, right? You also have the first time you've really seen how good of a pilot he is. True. Or how good he is with his ship. Taking on the TIE Fighters? Taking on the TIE Fighters, doing the maneuvers, all that sort of thing. So what you that now what you now have also is that not only is he have a tracker, we didn't even talk about that. A homing beacon to be where we see Moff Gideon contract somebody to go after him, and that somebody has the slave one who has a grudge against them. Um, and you know, there could be a big battle with Ahsoka. She doesn't have to. She, you know, she may not be able to. She may be able to be able to win 
against Moff Gideon if it's one on one, but if it's a, a large fleet against her, the force won't do anything. Well, I'm trying to remember. Ahsoka, did she did did she ever really have like beef or issues with Boba Fett in the Clone Wars? No, not really. I mean, I don't I don't think so. Of course Asajj did and uh Obi Wan did, of course. Familiar. I'm sure he's familiar with her. Huh. But this may be just another one of those situations to where, you know, this is how they, this is how maybe they separate the Mandalorian from the child because he's busy battling here and there. I, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it could be a big battle coming. I, I get it. The, the Empire's going to where Luke, where uh, Sophie is too. Yeah. Corvus. Yeah. Where is Corvus anyway? I don't know, but yeah, it was the name of uh, Iden Versio's ship, but as for, up until now, it wasn't the name of a planet, so I don't know about that. Uh, but again, I repeat, though, at the end of the day, I hope it, it goes well. I hope in your family, I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday, first off, and then I also Thank hope you. that the work week goes well, and that if Cheese Lady shows up, I want you to remember, as she's shaking her head at you, in your in your head, just visualize the image of Ahsoka. It's going to be the same day, and everything will be fine. That's my advice. I have spoken. <laughs> way. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, so, well, I was going to say this. Uh, uh, this is good and fun and all, but like next week's, like that's the episode, guys. Like for us, like come back next week. We really want to talk about Ahsoka. So <laughs> let's. Uh, thank you everybody for listening we'll be back next time with a lot of really cool stuff to talk about and uh, we'll just go from there so see you next time <laughs>